politicians at Westminster will vote tomorrow on a deal which should pave the way for power sharing to return to Stormont, perhaps as soon as this weekend. The new deal will mean no routine checks on goods crossing from Britain to Northern Ireland. The DUP leader Geoffrey Donaldson says the agreement represents real change, but not everyone is happy, with some crying betrayal and pleading for more time. So will it get over the line? Well, Lucy Fisher is Whitehall editor with the Financial Times. A very good night to you, Lucy, uh, and thanks for for, uh, joining us tonight. So this vote tomorrow, what's the reaction at Westminster so far? What are you hearing? Well, look, in, in many parts, it has been very positive. Uh, you know, we've seen the likes of Chris Heaton-Harris, the Northern Ireland Secretary, very much praising Geoffrey Donaldson and his leadership for bringing, uh, attempting to bring his party with him. I think, as you mentioned, you know, it hasn't been a uniformly uh, positive uh, outcome for the government. We have heard the likes of uh, Conservative Brexiteers, Theresa Villiers and Bill Cash, uh, two prominent uh, leave campaigners uh, ahead of the EU uh, referendum voice concerns that this will still leave uh, Northern Ireland, uh, you know, adhering to EU law, wanting to very much scrutinise uh, the measures that the government brought forward a few hours earlier, um, which they've only got around a, a day to do before indeed they vote on it uh, via the statutory instruments, the secondary legislation that the government is bringing forth tomorrow. And, of course, it's not a uniform opinion in the DUP either. We've heard Sammy Wilson, DUP MP for East Antrim, also accused the government of, of a spineless betrayal because yeah, and uh, of Sammy the same had, Sammy had quite the contribution earlier. I think we can hear it now. Despite the games which uh, my party leader and deputy party leader have gamed in these negotiations, the fact remains that in Northern Ireland there are still EU manned border posts being built which will create a border within our own country and when the Northern Ireland Assembly sits ministers and assembly members will be expected by law to adhere to and implement laws which are made in Brussels which said no say over and no ability to amend and no ability to stop. This is a result of this spineless weak need Brexit betraying government refusing to take on the EU and its interference in Northern Ireland. And would Sammy Wilson's words carry much clout in the corridors of power in Westminster, Lucy? Well, look, I think they will give pause for thought, particularly among some of those Tory Brexiteers uh, I mentioned, who um, you know may be on the same page. I think broadly, however, there has been you know a growing sense of despair in Westminster that the two-year anniversary has been approaching since the Stormont executive was first collapsed at the, you know, very concerning level of power that unelected officials, civil servants, have had to wield in Northern Ireland because the uh, power-sharing agreement hasn't been up and running. So I think the mixture of this agreement and some cold, hard cash, £3.3 for Northern Ireland now, and a tweak to the Barnet formula uh, to make sure that the state gets more uh, money Going forward, I think there is a lot of goodwill in Westminster from many quarters to try and get this deal through to the Assembly, potentially sit as soon as Saturday and indeed the executive restored by Monday. 
We see the likes of the former Secretary of State, Theresa Villers, looking for more time to scrutinise uh, this bill and other MPs like William Cash also questioning the influence of EU laws on Northern Ireland. So what do you think will happen tomorrow? Uh, will it go through on the nod or, or, or how do you think things things will play out? Well, look, there may well be a vote. It, it is quite limited, the uh, concerns that have been raised. And I think, in a sense, that is strategic, the way the government, uh, UK government is trying to push this through very quickly to keep up that sense of momentum that has allowed this deal uh, to get over the line in terms of the DUP leadership, Jeffrey Donaldson accepting it and bringing it uh, you know, to party members in that absolutely extraordinary uh, Tuesday night meeting that went on for five hours, you know, the sort of 1am, 2am press lines being briefed. I think the government is purposefully trying to push this forward without allowing dissenting voices to gain gain force. This The, the document today, um, 80 pages, but some saying very little new in it. The phrase copper fasten the union is there five times. Another analysis of it says it's very similar to Theresa May's much maligned checkers deal. Uh, what are the, the Tory MPs, the Conservative MPs perhaps saying privately? They've spent all this time and yet the deal seems strikingly familiar. So uh, do they like just like each other's company over the last two years or what might it be? <laughs> Well, look, I think there is a recognition that, you know, uh, since the vote in 2016 to leave the European Union, part of the entire UK, what that has meant for Northern Ireland has been very tricky to resolve. Uh, many Tory MPs that I've spoken to uh, are pleased at, you know, the, the what this deal does in terms of lowering checks from uh, GB to Northern Ireland. Uh, I think they are hopeful that it, it, it goes far enough to um, convince unionists in Northern Ireland that you know there is there is enough in this to get the uh, the deal over the line and the power sharing agreement up and running. Will this do? Will uh, this do any good for Rishi Sunak, or will it make a blind bit of difference? I think that's a really good question. I think, in one sense, you know, he's not going to get a huge political dividend for this at a time of very strained public finances, where people are concerned about you know. The NHS, uh, schools, uh, people want to see some spending there. On the right of his party, you know, MPs are pushing for tax cuts. However, you know, I think there is also the sense that there is the politics of vibes that's talked about a lot. You know, competence comes into that. And, you know, he has framed himself from the off as a problem solver. And this has, you know, been something of a slightly intractable problem in Westminster. So I think if he does get this over the line and we do see uh, Stormont executive uh, reforms uh, in, in the next week or so, I think that will play into a sense of his competence as a technocrat for getting people back around the table and bringing his sort of real sense of nous to solving problems that are very tricky to deal with politically. OK, well, Lucy Fisher, Whitehall editor at the Financial Times, thank you very much for joining us tonight on The Late Debate. From Westminster to Merrion Street, Gráinne Nia, what are we hearing uh, from the Irish government side on this today? The Irish government aren't as playing a strong role in this and haven't from the start. It's been between the DUP and the UK. That being said, Michal Martin went up to Bel- Belfast today, met with the Stormont parties and uh, his take was that, was kind of representing the EU side and he said that we do not expect the EU to kick up a fuss about anything that has been agreed. There was a bit of back and forth um, between the EU's actual involvement in all of this. If they're changing the rules that may affect the single market, does the EU not need to sign off on it? The answer to that seems to be 
they shouldn't. They're not expecting that dramatic changes to the entire deal, but the EU are still glancing over the, the entire thing, correcting homework, as it were. But um, the the it is a significant um, achievement. I think the this is such a, a political fable in diplomatic relations, political capital, in political leadership, in all of those things. And, you know, when you think about how long Brexit has been going on, the stamina you need politically. So the devil is in the detail. I think it's interesting the vote is being held in the Commons tomorrow. Chris Heaton-Harris, Rishi Sunak, as well as DUP and the Irish government will want this done quickly. They're hoping to get Stormont back up and running by Saturday is is the hope. And I think that was the date that it was on a Saturday the last time it was um, revived. So this is very, very detailed. Um, I'm The question is, does it go as far as Jeffrey Donaldson says? And even if it doesn't, is it still enough? A political fable, you say, Grania. Uh, we heard those words from Sammy Wilson, Thomas Pringle. What are you detecting across the county bounds in Derry in the six counties? Is there any trepidation that things might falter at the finishing line here? Uh, not, not that I know of. I mean, I, I think if, if in terms of uh, workers in the north and that there, it's fatally important that it, that goes, the assembly gets up and running. Another again. strike tomorrow as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so it's, it's going to be very important that that actually gets gets up and running and gets in place. You know, and like if the D, DUP want to present it as being uh, as something different, that's fair enough. Let them present it as that. If it gets them over the line and gets the assembly back up and running again, I think the uh, Katie Howard and from Queen's University said that the deal has been spun as if it is new and maybe that's the way it'll be so we'll have to let it run like that and I'd say that's probably why they're intending to get this assembly back up and running quickly again as well to make sure that um, it doesn't unravel before the, before the assembly up, is up and running again yeah, And even Deirdre Heenan earlier on um, speaking uh, on Drive Time saying she could only find three pages out of the 80 page documents that were anyway new it was <laughs> a, a great way of padding from a, a college essay perspective is how I've she described nice it, wrote it. Yeah, But Malcolm Byrne there have also been reservations from the nationalist side here, the SDLPs, Matthew O'Toole saying the agreement on doing much of the work of the Windsor framework and also talking down the all-Ireland economy. Is that a blow for you and indeed for your party, the Republican Party, Fianna Fáil? So I, I think, first of all, the fact that there is going to be a government uh, back in Stormont uh, has to be welcomed because decisions that need to be made about what is happening in the North are best made uh, by the executive in the North uh, and by that executive being held uh, to account by the Assembly. Uh, so it has to be welcomed, the fact that this is up and running. And I think part of the, the reality is the reason why the strikes are in the North is that it's ordinary people who've been suffering because of the lack of an executive. But that point on uh, the all-Ireland economy, which is uh, also uh, important to some politicians the, here in the South. It, it is, but I mean, the, the all-Ireland economy is is continuing to grow and develop. And I mean, the real driving force behind this and behind the scenes, a lot of the pressure is being placed on the DUP uh, by businesses in the North. Because... Being honest, the deal that business has got in the north in terms of access to the UK market as well as uh, to the EU, it was a great deal. If you were in business in the north and you worked the deal, it was a great deal. Uh, I sat on the Brexit committee in the Shannon. Every, nearly every business representative we spoke to said, look, we just need to know how to work this. 
the the problem around this it, it, it was about because unionism is undergoing a bit of a crisis at the moment in terms of its identity there divides Jeffrey Donaldson page, is in the page 35 of this document saying the British government commits to scrapping all of its legal duties relating to the all island economy is that not a blow tonight for the uh, government here no how how is it a, how is it a blow because the all island economy will be driven by businesses being able to cooperate and if we look at the, you know what was arra- the the arrangements made under the Windsor framework if you're in a business in the north the situation doesn't change you can potentially have the best of both worlds in terms of access to the UK market and access to the EU market and and what Gron is saying is, is is by the way but the EU will take this seriously I mean you know the EU uh, and we have a, a very strong interest in, in ensuring that the single market is protected some would say that this is a bit of a fudge and if it is a case that it needs to be a fudge, a f- so, fudge. So, well, a so be A&O it. A&O but it is what, important that the what executive do you take is back. The, on the night before, uh, where we'll have 2,500 public sector workers taking more strike action tomorrow. Where do you think we stand in relation to this? Well, uh, I think they were right to take their action. They're right to take their action tomorrow. I think, uh, as Malcolm has said, union, unionism is in crisis, but it's a crisis of their own making. They back Brexit. And this is a you know a result a direct result uh, of Brexit. But the, the the big goal here is to get the executive back functioning again. Um, you know, if you're a young person in Northern Ireland, uh, you have probably lost faith that the executive will work, can work, that politics works at all. It's been in and out of existence for the last seven or eight years or so. And what I hear from from people in the north who I talk to is that there are young people are listening to the war stories of people who, you know, did what they did during the Troubles on either side and they feel they missed out. Uh, and a vacuum leads to that sort of uh, extremism and leads to all, that sort of... In a Vox Pop in East Belfast saying they wanted an executive back up and running yeah. in East Belfast, the most um, entrenched part I know, but of, it, and of What I'm talking here is about the cost of uh, of not doing not doing politics. I believe it'll be back up and running on Saturday. Uh, you know, we would welcome that. It needs to work its way through to an election. We have to find mechanisms where this can't continually happen. Okay. Either side of the divide, well, pulling down the executive is not what happens in any let's other Let's see what country. happens on Saturday and perhaps, Gráinne, the fable of Brexit could be a, a Sunday night drama for RTE and bring in much-needed revenue. We're discussing RTE after this. <laughs> the Late Debate on RTE Radio 1.